there's no reason in hell that you should be giving that man 5,000 chances, but you don't like something your friend did one time and you ready to cut her off. The math is not mathing. Hi you guys, welcome back to another episode of Leolations. Today's topic has been highly, highly, highly requested. We will be talking about female friendships. All of what's to know about female friendships, all of my experience, all of the advice that I can share with you guys. And I'm so, so, so excited to talk about this because I didn't realize how much trouble girls were having with female friendships. But I'm honestly not surprised because I've experienced trouble with them myself. So today we're gonna do a deep dive into all of that. If you guys see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my laptop because I wrote notes. I wanna make sure I hit all of my points because there's so many different things about female friendships that I wanna discuss. Originally, I wanted to do a three-part series to break all of this information up but I think I'm just going to end up leaving it in one whole video and explain in a certain order. So we're going to get into three main things that each have their own subtopics. We're going to get into the dynamics of female friendships, how to attract friendships, and how to navigate friendships and deal with mean girls. Let's start with the dynamics of female friendships. Like I said, I'm gonna do my best to speak from experience. I really try not to speak on or make any videos about things that I haven't personally experienced because I like to come from a place of wisdom when I give you guys advice and I don't just like to talk out the side of my neck. <laughs> so this first thing I have definitely experienced a lot. In my friendships, unfortunately, I feel like, and I kind of touched on this in my The Pain of Being Pretty episode, I feel like this is a common occurrence amongst young girls and women who are deemed as conventionally attractive or above average in beauty. And I feel like this can also be an experience of women and young girls who are confident or have some special talent or get some type of special attention that others may want for themselves. And this is jealousy and secret animosity. Oh, girl. Jealousy and secret animosity is a big problem in the female friendship dynamic. And I'm saying female, I feel like that sounds so scientific, but I don't wanna keep saying like friendships between women, friendships between girls, cause I don't wanna just say girls or women cause I know I have a large age demographic of women and girls, <laughs> see, who watch me. So I'm just gonna keep saying females, but not in a derogatory way. I think that the jealousy and the secret animosity that's experienced in female friendships is a direct result of the standards that women have to reach in order to be successful in this patriarchal dynamic we have set up as a world. Not just as the country, but as human beings. I feel like I blame everything on the patriarchy. But I mean, 
Let me give you a personal example of how I experienced jealousy and secret animosity in my friendships. So when I was younger, I mean, I was cute, but obviously, you know, when you're in middle school, you kind of go through like that ugly phase, that ugly duckling phase. <laughs> but I was still like cute at the same time. And just like as I grew and as I matured, I grew into my looks and my looks matured. But I feel like something that is prevalent in my experience is that everyone outside of me could recognize my beauty but it's like I knew it obviously but I didn't really care about it that much because it was just like a regular characteristic of me but I feel like people who do not view themselves as beautiful or attractive or confident will see that you are like that and that you vibrate that naturally and flock to it and be jealous of it. They will wanna be your friend because you are beautiful or because you are pretty or because you do have this air of confidence or this thing about you, this certain light about you. And they'll be your friend because of that, but they'll secretly hate you for it. It's very weird but it's true like this is a really really common thing amongst women for me i feel like i started experiencing this in middle school and that's why i attribute it to the patriarchal setup because i feel like it started happening around the same time that like girls and my peers that we started like liking boys and having crushes and things like that and the girls will start comparing themselves to each other even to their friends but secretly wish that a part of you was a part of them or secretly wish that they had your beauty or secretly wish that they had your looks or secretly wish that they had your confidence i feel like you could point out when someone is jealous of you or has secret animosity towards you in their jokes you can always tell in their jokes if they make like a little joke that's almost like okay you know if you're sharing your insecurities with a friend and then they proceed to joke about it or share that insecurity that you have with your other friends or other people then they have secret animosity towards you and they are jealous of you even if they don't realize it consciously because no friend that is confident within themselves would take your insecurities as something to laugh about they wouldn't find joy in your misery they wouldn't find joy in sharing your insecurities with other people this is a random example let's say you feel like you have big ears and you share that with a friend in confidence and everybody tells you you're beautiful all the time nobody really notices like maybe you're just self-conscious about it and your friend is talking to someone else who says something nice about you and they're like oh yeah but her ears are kind of big though huh and they laugh or they say some dumb joke like call you dumbo or something like that elephant from disney <laughs> stupid but that's just like a simple example I can give you of how you could tell someone is secretly jealous of you has secret animosity towards you you can always always tell in their jokes the little things that they say 
it's always subtle things like they'll let it slip suddenly so you really have to listen to people because if you're really listening nine times out of ten people are going to tell on themselves if you're telling a girlfriend of yours something in confidence and insecurity that you struggle with or some way that you feel about yourself and they make a joke about it that's how you know that they have secret animosity towards you and that they're low-key jealous another thing is girls will get like jealous of their friends relationship or other friendships and i feel like this is something that really really happens before you become a little more mentally mature so typically around like middle school high school ages especially high school ages i feel like high school friendships are the worst like i really pray for my future daughter because i had such a hard time with friendships in high school but your friend can feel jealous if you spend a lot of time with your boyfriend or with your other friends like they might want to hoard you to themselves or if you have a really good relationship with someone else like let's say with your boyfriend they may be jealous of that and act out in different ways or they might be jealous of you so they try to get with your man like it's actually sick they will either try to break y'all up and like get you to themselves or and that's the more codependent side of it or if they're jealous of you and secretly hate you they will do some sneaky shit like flirt with your man when you're not looking flirt with your man when you're not around try to nigga because they want what you have because they already feel like you get so much praise for this and this and that and they probably have put you on a pedestal in their head so they're feeling like oh well everything else is perfect in her life like why does she get to have the good man why does she get to have the good looks why does she get to have the good experience why do people get to love her like they're pitting themselves up against you in their own head because they are insecure and that insecurity causes not only a rift in the relationship in the friendship but it causes them to act out in really like vindictive ways and that all stems from insecurity insecurity low self-worth and low self-esteem you cannot be friends with girls that have low self-worth and low self-esteem insecurities is fine because i feel like everybody has something that they may be insecure about everybody's on a constant journey of working to fully accept and love themselves and that's okay that's completely human but someone with low self-esteem and low self-worth girl it is a challenge dealing with people like that seriously especially when they're super self-deprecating uh, that is like the biggest ick of life to me. Jealousy and secret animosity leads me into the next dynamic, which is codependency and trauma bonds. It's never good to make a trauma bond friendship because a trauma bond friendship comes into your life when you're at a very low place and it kind of keeps you stuck 
stuck there. If y'all are bonding over your trauma and that's all y'all have to bond about, that's all that y'all have in common, then all of your conversations will surround that trauma. And it will just keep looping and looping and looping and looping and you'll be in this constant cycle speaking about these same things, mentally being in this same place and keeping you stagnant. Deal with your trauma on your own, girl. Get a journal get a therapist don't bond with your friends over trauma it's different if you and your friend are experiencing the same challenge and you deal with it together because it's a challenge facing the both of you together but if your boyfriend cheated on you and her boyfriend cheated on her and y'all are bonding over being cheated on what do y'all really have in common for real besides both getting cheated on and y'all are talking about these niggas y'all are dancing around in circles you're playing ring around the rosy with your trauma never moving past it and being a part of a friendship a relationship that is of no benefit to you truly it's keeping you stuck stagnant and complacent don't make trauma bond friendships it may feel good in the moment, but it will feel even better when you get all of your feelings out on a piece of fucking paper and then burn it or ball it up and throw it away. You don't need to make a whole friendship off of some damn trauma. The other thing, the codependency dynamic is something that I struggled with in my female friendships. I love involving my friends in damn near everything I do. <laughs> like... I can go run errands by myself, go to the grocery store by myself, chill at home by myself, but I'd rather be doing it with my friend or I'd rather be on the phone with my friend while I'm doing it. I just love involving my friends in the things that I do just because I just love them so much. If you don't have boundaries and you fully immerse your friend in your life, then y'all kind of become like absorbed into each other and it gets kind of icky because it's like we need to draw the line this is my life and this is your life we come together when it comes to these things but we still are two separate people living our separate lives <laughs> like i just had the problem of involving my friends in everything asking them to go do everything with me. There was no part of my life that was my own. That's never good in relationships, in friendships, because you have to give each other space. You have to give each other space to breathe. You have to give each other space to exist independently of one another. You can't fully like take over each other's experience that can cause you guys to start resenting each other it could cause you guys to start getting on each other's nerves more getting more temperamental just constantly being in their space especially when you try to pull away from codependency and become more interdependent it's typically easier amongst friendships that involve two more mature people i don't even want to say friendships amongst older women and older girls because honestly some older women it's just, it just doesn't click like i don't know if their brains stop developing early common sense isn't so common so i can't even say that older women are less likely to experience this because i feel like age doesn't dignify what your maturity level is so really the more mature the people in the friendship are the easier it will be to 
enforce boundaries and have them respect your boundaries and vice versa and to not experience that codependency and even when you do to recognize that and to be able to step back and take space away from each other to let each other breathe i've definitely learned how to enforce boundaries with that and i've definitely learned to tread lightly because i will get wrapped up into someone i will either immerse myself fully into them or bring them in to fully immerse themselves into me in my life and i've recognized as i've matured that that is unhealthy and it's not good for the relationship in the long term the goal is always to be interdependent and be a part of interdependent relationships, not codependent. The key difference between codependency and interdependency is that codependency is you relying on another person even up to the point where it negatively affects that other person or where it negatively impacts their life. Interdependence involves sharing roles but not being so dependent on another person to where you lose yourself. So there's a key difference there. You don't want to be codependent. You want to be interdependent in all of your relationships. Y'all need to share roles and equally play a role in each other's lives and equally be there for each other and show up for each other but not to the point to where you enmesh and you completely lose yourself in your individuality be there for each other but not to that point if you need to figure out if your friendship is more codependent than interdependent then ask yourself are there ever any times where you maybe want to spend time alone but your friend invades your space but you want that alone time and you're not comfortable voicing that boundary or if you do voice that boundary then it turns into like a meltdown for them or an argument or some type of weird energy between the two of you that's how you know especially if it's that weird energy and you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about girl you know exactly what i'm talking about because a lot of times women tend to be more nice less confrontational so it may not be a direct conflict conflict but it will be that weird type of energy that weird type of passive aggressiveness so if you're experiencing things like that within the dynamic of your friendship then you know you're on the codependent side and you guys need to have a conversation about it discuss it enforce some boundaries and move more towards interdependency my best 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 friend me and her our relationship was very codependent in the beginning from the first day we met in college we hung out every single day after that like a dead ass there was rarely a day where we did not see each other where we did not talk on the phone call each other i was at her dorm she was at my dorm we ate lunch together we worked out together we walked to class together <laughs> like we talked in the morning we talked at night like it was just insane it was insane to the point where <laughs> we had to tell each other okay like we need a break and we would like maybe give the weekend to ourselves and then we'd be right back at it like it was just a lot and we were definitely codependent we actually talked about this the other day which is yesterday which is why it's so funny we were laughing about it yesterday like we didn't miss a beat and then we got to a period and i feel like another reason codependent friendships are not good is because whenever there's a disagreement or there's a rift in the relationship because you've spent so much time together 
and become fully enmeshed into each other then it's like when you finally have that chance to break free and me i used to not be so comfortable with conflict and discussing my feelings i used to just completely like distance myself and cut people off and never talk to them again like and that's so unhealthy don't do that i've grown don't be like me be better than me but um i remember we had a a little tiff and we stopped talking we didn't talk for like a year maybe a year and a half could that friendship breakup have been avoided yes with proper communication but was it necessary for us i actually think it was necessary for us because we spent so much time being completely wrapped up into each other in each other's lives that it was almost like a breath of fresh air and we got to experience life independent of one another so it's like we went from one extreme of codependency to another extreme of completely being no contact to a nice middle ground a balance where we are now to knowing when we need to take some time apart to knowing when we need space to be able to be involved in each other's lives and share roles in each other's lives and share things about each other and with each other but not fully lose ourselves in each other so that's what happened in my friendship i'm not saying that that's what could happen for you if you and your bestie or one of your friends are no contact right now but i am glad we were able to bounce back and come to a place where it's more level and it's more harmonious that tends to be a theme in my life like extremes so it'll go from like one extreme to the other extreme and then balance <laughs> i guess i have to experience both but if i didn't experience both i wouldn't be able to share my wisdom with you guys so i don't regret anything but yeah the next thing i want to discuss is intimacy and vulnerability within female friendships i feel like within female friendships there is a certain level of intimacy especially if you find a good friend within someone there's a certain level of intimacy and vulnerability that you will not experience even within a romantic relationship with a man just because it's a friendship with a woman there is nothing on earth like a healthy female friendship like having a friend that you could count on that you could confide in that will show up for you that supports you that roots for you that loves you that adores you that brags on you and vice versa like it's making me emotional thinking about it because it's just a whole different type of vibe that I just cannot even begin to explain. Like, if you haven't experienced this, I pray and I wish that all of you guys get to experience these type of friendships because they are amazing. They're amazing. When I tell you my female friendships raise the bar for even my romantic relationships, being loved by my friends made me realize what the standard even of love needed to be for a guy because it's like my friends my girlfriends are going above and beyond for me showing up for me in these ways supporting me confiding in me i'm able to confide in them all of these things then you need to be able to do those same basic level things and I say basic level because that needs to be the standard across the board for friendships, relationships. If the relationship is not supportive, if it's not someone that you're comfortable confiding in and being vulnerable with, if it's not someone who 
admires you if it's not a person who you admire then it's gonna be really hard for that friendship or that relationship to work seriously because I truly feel like in order for friendships and relationships to work you have to admire the person in some form or capacity really I feel like that is the glue that keeps it there like you have to really genuinely admire them as a human being and not in any transactional type of way because obviously they need to be able to reciprocate what you are willing to give and support in intimacy and in vulnerability in joy and all of the things i really wish that there was a better way that i could relay this message but it's more so of a feeling oh my gosh it makes me emotional it seriously makes me emotional like i'm so serious right now the way my friends have supported me and showed up for me in my life and have loved me has set the bar for every other relationship in my life period and i'm so grateful to have those type of friendships in my life and to have the people that i have in my life because it's just level of comfort and security that comes with having solid female friends in your life is second to none another dynamic that i want to discuss is compassion and community women and this is like in our dna we are very communal we can work with each other well we're easygoing towards each other we're more emotionally temperate towards each other especially when you're like rooted in your femininity we have this air of compassion that is ingrained in us i hate to go so barbie on you but literally barbie did you watch the movie hi barbie 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 that's literally how women are healthy women mature women who don't have low self-esteem and self-worth who aren't constantly pitting themselves up against other women when you're done with that mindset and when you're able to actually be secure within yourself and have high self-esteem and self-worth then you can actually meet the mature women where they're at and experience these types of friendships and relationships but until you get to that level you're gonna be stuck talking about some females are so shady all my friends are backstabbers and i just hate women and it's just this and this and that like don't get me wrong there are women that are shady but if that's all that you experience if that colors your whole experience those negative experiences then you need to low-key look in the mirror because why are you attracting that you're attracting that for a reason do you actually know how to be a friend do you actually know how to tap into your compassion and share that compassion with others do you actually know how to put your pride and your ego to the side in order to be a part of a community do you actually know how to share your vulnerabilities and not in an effort to learn other people's vulnerabilities so you can use them against them later? Like a psychopath? <laughs> are you comfortable with intimacy? Are you, even if you're not, are you open to becoming comfortable with intimacy? These are all different things that you need to ask yourself because if you're not experiencing positive female friendships then something is holding you back from that something in your own energetic system in your mind is holding you back from that and you need to ask yourself those questions 
Another thing I wanted to mention with the compassion aspect of female friendships, you need to be able to give your friends grace. No friendship is going to survive if you're not able to grant them grace. If you're not able to not take everything so personally. There's no reason in hell that you should be giving that man 5,000 chances but you don't like something your friend do one time and you ready to cut her off. The math is not mathing. That's so weird. Don't be that girl. I feel like we think about ourselves so much and nine times out of 10, it's not even about you. You might feel like your friend is upset or in a mood and it's affecting your energy or it's something that you did or it's a problem in the relationship or in the friendship when really it may not even be that. Like nine times out of 10, it's not even about you. Don't take things personally. A rule that I live by is that if they don't speak up about it, then there is no problem. So if you feel some weird energy from someone and they never address it, then there's no problem. I don't even let myself get into my head about it because I know I can tend to overthink. So implementing that rule in my life has saved me so much time, so many hours that I could have spent overthinking because if they never bring it up, if they don't address that there is an issue, then there isn't an issue. I'm just going to safely assume that there's not an issue because if there really was an issue, then you would say something. Don't take it personally, just give them their space. But you know, remain in your energy, remain a safe type of friend. If it's something prolonged and they're still acting weird, then you can ask them about it like, hey, like, is something up? Like, what's the vibe? Like, I feel like your energy's been kind of off. And then they may finally address it. And then that's where you guys get into having the conversation, whether y'all are gonna push through the conflict and, you know, agree to move forward with some type of solution or you're gonna push through the conflict and agree to no longer be friends. And that's just it. Now, conflict and forgiveness. I noticed this a lot with women and I mentioned it a little bit earlier. When conflict arises between women, especially women that are not comfortable with conflict or are in that nice girl mentality like we discussed in the last video, they don't like to address it. They don't like to discuss it or discuss what the solutions may be. They don't like to move past it or anything like that. It kind of just turns into this weird passive aggressive energy. And what really helped me with this is changing my mindset around conflict. I don't look at it as like a fight or something that I want to avoid. I feel like conflict is an opportunity for growth. And if you aren't able to grow in your friendship from conflict, then it's not a solid friendship anyways. Because once you get through the conflict, the friendship is just going to become stronger anyways it's just gonna become stronger so it's something that you kind of just have to do it's like a door that you have to walk through and the sooner you do it the better if there is some type of weird energy that needs to be spoke on and discussed and you guys don't do it and it festers and you let that weird energy grow and you guys are each going to find reasons in your mind to like call them weird or point out these flaws about them and these flaws about the friendship and the dynamic and distance yourselves from each other if you guys could have just discussed it and pushed through the conflict into growth then you could have left off stronger than what you did you could have grown a friendship that was more solid and more reliable but you decided to run away from the opportunity to have that so 
it's really important to become comfortable with conflict and view it as an opportunity for growth and not a fight. You have to be able to put your pride aside and your ego aside to meet somebody where they're at and be like, hey, this is what's going on. This is how I feel about it. This is what I'm uncomfortable with, whatever, whatever. They say their piece. Y'all both or one or the other introduces a solution, agree or disagree and move forward. You have to also be able to forgive each other and have true forgiveness and forgiveness is being able to move forward in a relationship or a friendship with someone without holding their past mistakes against them if you're able to truly forgive them and move through that conflict then like i said the friendship is just going to grow stronger and it's just going to be better all around let's discuss how to attract quality friendships okay not just somebody that's gonna be hired by a girl a real quality friendship someone you can confide in someone who supports you someone who shows up for you someone who adores you and admires you and inspires you someone who inspires you to be a better version of yourself that's another thing the first thing that you have to understand is that there are levels to friendship okay everybody is not finna be your bestie there are different types of friends know that be comfortable with that be okay with that it's the mature thing to do the first level is associates your associates are people who are often in the same communities as you the same social circle as you maybe y'all have hung out once or twice been in the same room once or twice y'all speak to each other but you don't really have like a real connection y'all have not spent no one-on-one -on -one time together nor would you probably volunteer to do that that is your associate that's not your friend level two level two are your superficial friends i call them superficial friends these are like your party friends these are your friends that you link up with when it's time to go to the club when it's time to go outside when it's time to go to a little party your superficial friends can also be your friends who were prominent in your life in the past but these kind of become your superficial friends because you guys can't relate anymore but you were too close in the past to be associates so now they're like background characters but you're still kind of friends but you only really talk when it's superficial terms these could be like your old high school friends your old college friends that you don't really kick away no more like superficial friendship then we have your long distance friends your long distance friends have the potential to be close friends but the thing in the way is the distance like you know if they were living in your city that they will be your girl you know but since y'all are so far away from each other it never really gets into that because there's this thing called the law of proximity in psychology and the law of proximity basically accounts for the tendency for individuals to form interpersonal relations with those who are close by in distance. That distance can hinder you guys from forming that close relationship. But you may feel like, you know, if they were here, like, that would be my person. Like, that would be my bestie. Like, that would be my girl. But they're not. So that's your long distance friend. Like y'all maybe talk on the phone for hours. Maybe you guys go and visit each other. You guys do long catch ups every month, every few weeks when you guys have time. But they're not your close friend because they're not here. So it's different. 
and then finally we have your close friends your inner circle if i was describing this in a image way you have this outer circle which would be your associates then you have the next circle which is a level inside these would be your superficial friends and then you would have this circle inside which would be your long distance friends and then they will be right next to this dot in the middle which is your close friendships your close friendships are your deep intimate friendships they're integrated into your life they may know your family personally they call your granny granny they calling your mama mama they brothers and sisters feel like your brothers and sisters like this is your close friend you guys may have overcame things together or by each other's side this is an extreme example but let's say somebody has some type of sickness maybe what if somebody had cancer and this is a person who's stuck by your side throughout that whole entire process who supported you, who showed up for you throughout that entire process, that is a close friend. A friend who maybe you went through a really, really intense detrimental breakup and they were very there for you. They showed up for you. They helped you get yourself back on your feet and they supported you throughout the process or vice versa. That is a close friendship. Your close friend is like someone that you talk to. Like y'all talk every day, if not every other day, every week at least. I don't know how... You could go more than a week without talking to your close friend because I don't do that. But <laughs> that's just me personally. But um, these are your girls. These are your girls that you spend time with. You go to dinner with them. Y'all are cooking for each other. Y'all are greasing each other's scalp, girl. Y'all go to your cousin's baby shower together. Like, this is your girl. This will be the godmother of your children. So you have to understand that there are levels to friendship. Stop trying to make everybody, everybody is not worthy of being in your inner circle, period. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I feel like this is something that I've experienced as a person, I hate to keep repeating this because it sounds so vain, <laughs> but as a person of my stature, <laughs> one of the things that I've experienced is people that want to be close to me because of my light, because of my looks, because of my energy, because of who they assume me to be. Not even because of who I am, because of who they assume me to be, because of the version of me they have in their head. They want to be in the inner circle, but maybe they won't ever get there. <laughs> I don't allow people in easily, and you shouldn't either, because everybody isn't worthy of being a close friend to you. Everybody isn't worthy of being in your inner circle. That's for your tribe. That is for the people that you hold near and dear to you not for the superficial friends. You keep the superficial friends in a superficial circle. They stay in the superficial section. Baby, I'll see you at the club, okay? Why you trying to come with me for my family's party? I don't know. But stay over there. I'll see you at the party. Why are you trying to ask me my personal business? I don't fucking know, cause I'm not finna tell you. Another thing that I notice that people do, I call it friendship baiting. When people want to be in your inner circle, they will friendship bait you 
by oversharing and I won't say sharing because sharing is a good thing especially when trying to form a relationship because it allows the other person to feel comfortable sharing themselves as well but when they overshare their personal business and they overly like you like that is the biggest ick I could get from someone trying to be my friend. That is a red flag. Why are you telling me all your business? Why are you telling me other people's business? You think that someone who isn't even in your inner circle that is telling you all of their business and their other associates or their other friends business is not out here trying to get you to share yours so they can do the same thing in their other friendships? Oh, well think again. <laughs> Because they are. Friendship baiting is a real thing and you have to avoid the trap. Like if they're oversharing, red flag. If they are overly excited about you, red flag. Because why the fuck are you that excited? Like relax.